All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Jack and Leanne DeLeon, not the Jack and Leanne from John Cougar Mellencamp, but uh, our Jack and Diane. Thank you, Tony. Is that what it was? Mm. Yes. Okay, so I was wrong all along. Hey, um, <laughs> you've been wrong your whole life, believe, <laughs> at least since I've known you. <laughs> you are wrong. All right, so welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, great guests lined up. We just uh, had a great conversation with, uh, with Jason Thomas. Prior to that, Don Radebaugh from uh, from Crosley Radio. Um, coming up next hour, Danny Eslick and Corey Buttrick are both uh, uh, scheduled to be on the program. We're talking a little bit about what happened with Arena Cross and who's going to pick up that ball. Tony, in your estimation, who should be picking up the ball? Because there are some out there that have been very successful with Arena Cross. Well, there's the kicker Arena Cross series. There's Nitro. I heard a story, and I chuckled. I heard a story. Who said it? Um... It was somebody that worked for, I'm not going to name him, but he worked for Feld for many, many years, and he said, there's a new series picking up. And I said, who is it? He said, Mike Kidd. And he's got TV. <laughs> he's got TV lined up, and he's got this lined up. And, you know, I mean, I, I hey, Mike started it, right? He's the guy that, that, that put Arena Cross on the map. Right. And, and if anybody can do it, Mike can do it. I just think, I just don't, uh, I don't see it happening. I mean, there's, there's a reason why... I will say this too. I don't know the fail didn't screw up Arena Cross. I don't. I, I think that they could have kept it good and 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 kept it interesting. And you know, was it worth was it worth the effort financially? I don't know, but with the suitcases and the the, the game show element of it and stuff, it it turned into a circus. They it was tried stupid. a lot of different things. A lot of stuff sure. that was stupid, and the racers thought it was stupid, and therefore the fans thought it was stupid. And the true fans, it, it here's what happened with Arena Cross. Four strokes suck, and they're not much fun to watch in, in that little area because everybody's doing the same jump sequence, and, and if you make a mistake, you can recover very, very easily compared to the old days. There's nothing we can do about that. You know, if you look at old Supercross videos, it's the, the jumps were small and sketchy, right. and they'd pile dirt, and they'd say, there it is. Nowadays, they're jumping five, six jumps at a time, you know, we all we and all know what super, yeah, yeah, we, we all know what Supercross has become, and it's uh, still we still all go and we still enjoy watching it, and it's they've done they've done a good job of Supercross, but the but the equipment has made it tough, it's made it very difficult for the track builders to build tracks that are safe and also entertaining. So you have that element of it, but then um, you know, there's a lot of things that that uh, Fell did that I thought they felt short. Um, they did have great turnouts, though. I mean, they were talking about it were, was building. They were it was building again, and then they pulled, they canned it, and they they're doing the Future Cross Supers. It's going to leave a lot of markets open where they're not going to be racing in. And I think, you know, um, if they're still doing um, Monster Jam in those arenas, you know, the dirt's there. there. There's definitely an opportunity for somebody to come in and rent the dirt cheaply, and and be able to put on events in these markets that Feld has turned their back on for Arena Cross. So I don't know who's going to do it. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Feld isn't going to work with Mike Kidd, though. No, I, if pretty it comes, I'm pretty confident pretty they confident. won't Pretty confident. <laughs> there's enough people at Feld still that, that were there when Mike Kidd announced he was doing the, the, the Buku series that I called the Boohoo series. Buku Arena Cross. Remember, we, we actually oh, went bet. and raced some of those. You did. And um, it was – it was good racing, and Demuth was racing in it, and he had his, you know, he had his following, and, and he he went right up against the series that he sold out to, and ultimately he folded shop, and 
you know, I, we, you and I have had a little little run in with my kid, and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I don't give you him a whole lot of props. That. Yeah, no. I don't forget. He ain't, on, he ain't on the show for a reason. Hey, September 25th, 1977, it was Suzuki's Roger DeCoster who won the opening round of the Trans AMA Series, beginning what would be a fourth straight title run in the U.S. versus Europe Series. Bob Hanna won the first moto decisively over Honda's Marty Smith, and DeCoster was leading for the first 30 minutes of the second moto when a 29-cent chain guide fell off and cost him the victory. So, you know, never underestimate the importance of a 25 or 30 cent item yeah, on your bike. Yeah, time to change, huh? Oh, buddy. All right, we got a guest on the Let's on do the, it. Let's go the there. By the way, before we get there, I want to tell you, I was at Walgreens today, and uh, on sale, great big bin of it, the uh, Bill Cosby Strength NyQuil. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The large version, yeah, with no. his picture on the front. All all bottles are signed personally by Bill Cosby to help defray his uh litigation. Three to ten years they gave him. He'll be out in six days. No, he'll be out in six months. Yeah. I think six months. All right. Let's go to our next guy. All right. Andrew Lee joins us now, a guy that's a very fast road racer. Um, <laughs> he, uh, the, First off, Andrew, congrats on the Stock 1000. Yeah, thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're, we're great. We're sorry to keep you waiting. We had a very important arena crossing and uh, NyQuil <laughs> conversation Bill, we had to get Bill to. Bill Cosby News. Bill Cosby it's News. good to know you guys are sponsored by Walgreens. Right? <laughs> yeah. The NyQuil is really important. Yeah. What is? Yeah. Three wins out of eight starts and only off the podium once, which is New Jersey. Is yeah. this was this uh did you kind of expect this coming into the season or were you pleasantly surprised? Tell us about it. You know, coming into the season the goal was to go get the championship, but I mean the fashion that we did it in, I mean, we got off to the slow start four back to back seconds and I mean, after the third one I was about tired of it. I was like, Wow, I mean, second place is still on the box, but I mean it was, it was getting pretty boring but come I went over and did some Suzuka went there three times and did the eight-hour race, and that really just kind of helped me a lot. So coming back, my first race was Sonoma, and won by 11 seconds, and after that, I was, like, pretty confident, so I just moved forward and kept kept learning with the bike. I mean, Brad Stokes and Derek Keyes, they just helped me dial on the bike this year, so get, getting the championship was awesome, and it was also kind of sad to finish fifth at New Jersey. I was hoping to win or win the championship and not finish off the box, but evidently still won the championship, so that's what matters. The championship for you, what does that mean personally? I mean, obviously a, a championship is a big deal for anybody, but, uh, um, I mean, is it, is it uh, when you get done, do you, do you spend two days on the couch and just recoup, or do you? Does it charge you and make you want to go racing some more? What, what's it like? You know, it's it's actually it's really uh, motivating. I mean, coming into this this season, I've never really competed a full pro season, pro year, and uh, so my first pro season, I, I finished with a national championship. So I mean, that's a big big uh, accomplishment for me. And I'm actually I just landed from LAX yesterday drove up to Sacramento and bought a dirt bike so I can go training this year. So, I mean, it's definitely a motivating force to go, uh, go do it again next year. You buy a new one? Yep, 2019 KX450. What do you think on Sunday? Well, would you pay for it first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not rode it yet. I literally, I just 
spotted about an hour ago. Oh, cool. Congrats. First thing you got to do is peel those grips off that are like, they're like yeah. the size of corn cobs. They're humongous. <laughs> they are huge. Yeah. Huge. What are they doing? Nobody wants grips that big. <laughs> nobody. Nobody that's um, not, I mean, maybe a sea rider that doesn't know. know any different. I, I might as well be a sea rider. I'm better at road racing. So. <laughs> yeah, but they're big grips. Yeah, I mean, I actually, funny you guys brought up uh, the arena cross or the Boku or whatever it is. Uh, I think I did some of the amateur days on a 50. At the Buku Arena Cross? Yeah. yeah. Well, how, how old are you? I'm 19. So take away, you would have been seven, six or seven years yep. old? Wow. That's yeah. Where was it at? Uh, I don't really remember what, what venue I was at. But, I mean, when I was racing motocross, I did the uh, KTM Junior Challenge at San Francisco Ballpark. Okay. Kind of, but it got rained out, so... And then I did just a bunch of smaller races back then, but I was never on the path to go be a professional motocross racer. So I, I changed changed paces and came out road racing. Did your dad chase, or mom, or both, chase you around the entire track, screaming at you, saying, go, go, well, go, gas it, gas it, with giving you the uh, the wide open sign with your, with the, you know, the fist, it looks like a I fist bump, but they're, no. you know. I, you know what? I mean, it's, I'm just jealous of all the kids that get yelled at by their parents when they run around the track. I mean, I was never, I was never graced by my dad to be able to have that happen. I mean, so <laughs> no, I mean, my dad never ran around like that. I mean, I've been out to a couple motocross races recently where I watched that and I'm like, wow, it's 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 entertaining almost. I mean, oh, it's it's insane. It's, running it's, a whole race. It's amazing. See, I have I own a motocross track here, Andrew and. <laughs> And uh, they they are some of the and you know what here's the thing it's the, they're the parents that are new and you know a lot of fifty yeah. riders they those parents haven't been around motocross right, so right. Yeah. you know we can't all have grown up racing motocross and then get our kids into it so yeah. I'm fortunate to have those people but they the a lot of the advice they're I'm listening to the advice they're giving them and it's not correct no it's ugly. like it's ugly. <laughs> so it's That's like at every level though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Right. I think you're right. And probably every sport too, not not just unique to motorcycle racing. Yeah. I want to get to question number three real quick, Tony. Before we're out of yeah. time, you have a question number three. Yeah. Kawasaki obviously has enjoyed success in uh, in superbike stock one thousand specifically in those classes around the world. Um, so the question goes to Andrew. Andrew. Why do you think that they are not represented well in the Moto America Super Sport and Superbike classes? What are your thoughts? You know, I'm not really too sure. I, I'm not behind the scenes with the manufacturer. Um, I'd like to see with how my championship went this year that we get a little bit more support. Right. So I'm, I'm planning on doing hopefully a Superbike program on a Kawasaki next year. So my goal is to be able to show a good solid program without backing from Kawasaki to kind of influence them to get brought into the series. Okay. Right right now, I, I don't really know for sure why they aren't in the series. I mean, the series is pretty strong. I mean, there's a lot of good competitors. Go to some good venues. We have some good showings. So I'm not I'm not too sure of, as the reason Kawasaki isn't backing it, but hopefully in the next couple of years they, they make an appearance. Last question, Tony. During the uh, the Barber Stock 1000 race, the commentator, commentator mentioned that you're excited to get on a big bike. 
Were they, and we're assuming they meant a superbike. Is that your plan to move up yeah. to the superbike class, or is there, or what's the deal? Yeah. Who's with who, and yeah. what's your plans? So currently, right now, the plan is to uh, run my own program on a Kawasaki ZX10. But we're we're just basically right now in the. I mean, the season ended two days ago. So the goal is to go into April of 2019 on a superbike, but it's going to be a private program, so it's all privateer. I'm just. I, I ran my program this year with the help of Riders Law. So going into next year, basically run a superbike program, hoping hopefully hopefully have a uh, good support behind us and have a good crew and legitimate parts. I mean, I mean, you guys know how racing goes. You bet. It's uh, it's pretty. You there? Yep. No, we're good, bud. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a money pit if you don't do it properly. So going into next year, we just need to proper funds and to have a legitimate bike andrew lee's been our guest andrew thank you so much for joining us on the program uh of course uh, tony who was the combinator uh at that race that uh the co- the combinator who was that combinator or commentator we, well you said combinator so <laughs> I, I, I would assume you're i corrected right. myself the combinator is uh Kenny Abbott and uh, Josh Hayes was actually up there too. <laughs> it's, it's Andrew, you're hysterical, dude. <laughs> I love that. It's Benny, not Kenny, <laughs> and it's Jeremy Hayes. Jeremy, I think is Josh's Jeremy cousin. Josh's yeah. cousin. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, God Josh bless you, retired. bud. Thank you so much. Keep Thanks us posted on what's going on. As soon as you uh, have sponsors to name and everything for the new team, let us know. We'll put you right back on the radio. Okay. Thank you very much. You guys have a good day. God bless. Racer X has announced that the 2019 Honda CRF450L has been introed, and there's been a lot of hype, Tony, about the street legal 450. Yep. Um, you know, it's designed to get you from not just trail to trail and small pavement, but they're saying it's a huge step up from the 250L, and I disagree. My buddy from, uh, well, you don't know what you're talking about, because my buddy Jeff Schultz from Storm Lake Honda actually was invited out to ride at a, at a uh, press thing, and he said it was absolutely a dirt street legal dirt bike. So finally, Honda has gotten their head out of their butt there to compete is. with KTM. There it is. Hello. Yep. Jack wants one. You know, Jack wants one. No, no I want a spider. You're going to hang on to that until the day. Get one. Oh, yeah. hey, saying it for 20 years. I got to deal with Leanne here, okay? For Jack of Leanne De Leon, for Tony Wake, <laughs> Ed, Ed Kulikamp, and all of us, I'm Scott Casper saying stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. This is America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller along with different featured guests each week from dirt to asphalt we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.